This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, September 18th, uh, 2018. I forgot the year for a second. A uh, lot to get into. I'm not going to do the rundown like I normally do before we get into it. So I am Buju. I am Brendan. I'm Bryce. Um, I wanted to start off. It's not even MMA. It's fucking boxing. This fucking Triple G Canelo fight. They robbed that guy again. Who watches boxing? Who pays for this fucking garbage? When every big fight that doesn't end in a fucking knockout ends like this... Where somebody gets fucked. It's so stupid. Boxing stinks. And every every uh, Canelo fan says he whooped him. So I don't know if this is like I'm the only one who watched the fight. For the record, anybody listening to this, yeah. And these are some of, these are people that watch the fight. They're, so I don't know if it's just because they are like biased fans. I, like every Mexican roots for Canelo because he's obviously Mexican, so it gives them. The rooting interest, but they all think he dominated. They all think he whooped them, and I, I'm just curious on what, how is that even possible to think that? Ninety-eight percent of boxers, boxing media, boxing judges, ninety-eight percent of people that scored the fight scored it as a triple G win or a draw. Two percent scored it for a Canelo win. Two people of that two percent happen to be on the fucking judging panel for this goddamn fight. Yeah, when I was on Twitter, I had every everyone that I saw either had a uh, triple G or a draw. So I, I, I was seeing draw. I knew there was no way there was going to, they were going to score a draw again. I knew that wasn't going to happen. It was a draw last time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But it was it was a split draw, which means one scored it for Canelo, one scored it a draw, one scored it for Triple G. Stupid ass Adelaide Bird had ten rounds to two for Canelo. Which Max yeah, Kellerman was said was literally impossible if you watch the fight. The most dominant fight of the round, or the most dominant round of the fight, the judge that scored it a draw was the only one that scored that round for Canelo, even though it was Triple G's most dominant round. Boxing needs to get its fucking shit together. And um, and it how still does... probably blows away anything that oh, the UFC does besides Connor. Absolutely, and it's so infuriating. How does a uh, referee? How does the judging work? Do they switch every fight, or what do you mean? For boxing, how does judging work? Do, is there three judges? How much judges yeah. are there? Do they, ju- cha- they change every fight. It's three judges and like I don't even know how I'm amazed. It's a base. Works. It's a merit-based system. Like the best judges are supposed to get the biggest fights, which is the same how MMA works. Like they they did a half an hour talking about the judges and the scoring in the lead up to the fight because I was watching dumb pregame bullshit. Um, like one of the judges has judged 147 title fights and he still fucked it up. Like, how is that even possible? I, I, I got nothing, but How does boxing I mean, get away with that? Money, though. So, it's, money, no, though. it's no doubt in, your, doubt in your mind that uh, Triple G won. Yes. The, the only doubt in my mind was, are they going to fuck him again? And they did. So, I, I was honestly going based off of what you said of what we thought won, because I, I feel like I could trust you. Um, like, like I said, 
Mexican fan. Triple G outlanded him in every. I don't know if he outlanded him in every. He outlanded him in every category: power punches, jabs, hooks. He outlanded him in fucking everything. He won at least eight rounds. Maybe you could score to draw because it was a close fight. Triple G controlled the fucking fight. I'm not a boxing fan. I fully admit that I might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I don't know how anybody looks at that fight and says Canelo outboxed and beat up Triple G because he didn't. But like I was saying, <laughs> they all said he like he dominated. And then I s- said the reasoning that like all these boxers that are like credible enough said that uh, Triple G won. And then they just said one of the w- lamest excuses. He says um, Canelo's punches were harder and uh, Triple G's hits were baby punches. Like, Which was also bullshit. And one of the fucking things that the announcers kept talking about, fucking Max Kellerman, the whole fight, sucking Canelo's dick. Though he kept saying Max Kellerman sucks Canelo's dick. Yes, during the fight he was. He's saying like <laughs> he sucks his dick. All right, excuse me. The whole. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad about this. I don't even like boxing. It's but, frustrating for like, Triple G. What was I fucking saying? Max Kellerman. Oh, this bullshit. The the fucking narrative during the whole fight. Canelo or uh, Triple G is outboxing Canelo, but Canelo is winning the story of the fight. What does that even mean? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think Buju is hashtag triggered. I am. I've never, like, this is the second most mad I've ever been on this fucking show, and it's not even about MMA. And also, one of the biggest things that I've seen on social media, especially Facebook, is a picture of Triple G's face saying this is why he lost. And people of the MMA community knows this is relatable. Such which bullshit. With GSP. Like GSP and, and, yeah. and Johnny Hendricks. Yes. Yeah. What wins a fight is rounds, not facial features. I wish Triple G would have knocked him out so fucking bad. And Bryce is sitting here as the biggest Canelo guy on the planet. Not saying a word, and I thank him for that. No. Well, I didn't watch <laughs> the fight, and I mean... I got nothing to say besides I saw draws or Canelo winning uh, seven rounds. It's Triple G. No, eight rounds. Triple G. Triple G winning eight rounds. Did I say Canelo? Yeah. How much rounds is boxing? Twelve. 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 But uh, I, I kind of want to know what Floyd's thought on this was. And people acting like this isn't corruption can get the fuck out of my face because they're fighting for Golden Boy. It's Canelo is signed to Golden Boy. They're fighting on HBO, which is Golden Boy's whatever broadcaster. You can't fucking... Canelo's younger. You can't fucking tell me it's not... This isn't on purpose. It doesn't... It's not just bad judging. This happens on purpose. And it's always happened in boxing. It always will happen in boxing. And nobody's done anything about it. I don't know what you can do about it. It doesn't happen in MMA. You have bad judging sometimes, but this shit doesn't happen. Not that... Not on the level. Because, I mean, that's the last two fights. Because I did watch the first one, and Triple G, I thought, won, like, eight or nine rounds. I, like... Like I said, I don't know that much about boxing. I can, like, the first fight, I can see you scoring it a draw. But the guy who scored it a draw scored the most dominant round for Triple G to Canelo. Adelaide Bird had Canelo winning 10 rounds. You can't do that if you watch that first fight. There's no way. It's impossible. I don't know. I'm upset. I, Thoughts on uh, May, since we're talking about boxing now, Mayweather Pacquiao. Never. How much do you care? If you're a listener of this show, I've fucking lived with this credo my entire life. Do not pay for boxing because it ends in bullshit every time. I've paid for one po- boxing pay per view, and that's because the fucking best UFC fighter in the world was involved. And he fucking beat Floyd Mayweather. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> just fu- he definitely just, won rounds. Just fucking uh, delegitimize my whole argument by saying God, yeah. I won that fight. <laughs> But yeah, don't pay for boxing because it's bullshit. Isn't 
Floyd like one or one and oh, two and oh against Pacquiao. One and oh, they only fought once. I uh, wasn't that robbery too or something. Wasn't that very close? Or what something? was it? What were we talking? I, about? I'm sorry, I wasn't. Let's bear Pacquiao Mayweather. No, Pac- Mayweather clearly controlled the entire fight. It was just boring as fuck, just like a, a, a sequel will be. Like, which is Mayweather's, but they can work. hype the fuck out of it and make so much oh, money. Oh yeah, they're gonna make bank. It's a six, uh, nine digit pay or nine digit payday for Mayweather, no matter what. Yeah. But, um, as far as what you said, I wonder what Mayweather thinks about this fight. I don't think he thinks anything about because he's not gonna fight Canelo again because he'll get his fucking. No, ass I'm just kind of like what he thought who won type of thing. Yeah. Just like the best boxer in the world perspective on it. Because um, he didn't tweet it. Moving, let's move back to MMA, guys. Well, let's. Talk, I, I did want to touch on Mayweather and Pacquiao. I don't have any fucking interest in that fight at all. Me neither. Like, I will stream it because I don't have to pay for it, just like I streamed this fight because I didn't have to pay for it. But, like, who fucking cares about Mayweather Pacquiao, too? I'd rather see Mayweather. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to put it in the universe. Never mind. God. <laughs> I just knocked on wood. I can't believe you even started to say that. The only Mayweather fight I will have interest in is if he fights Canelo, and that'll never happen. So I'm not even worried about it. Yeah, he's he would not uh, fare well. And that was our boxing quota for the year. So, moving on. Mixed martial arts. <laughs> Mark Hunt lost to Alexi Olenek over the weekend. Um, I'm not the, I'm not surprised. I, I could, there was a, plenty of scenarios I saw Mark Hunt winning that fight, but I f- if I was picking, I would have picked Alexi Olenek, absolutely. And he ended up submitting Mark Hunt pretty quick. No other thoughts because, I mean, that's how I saw the fight going and that's just how it went. Is this almost time for Hunt to retire? How has he been faring he's, the past I few mean, fights? He's forty-four years old. Yeah, especially in the heavyweight division, that's that's pretty. That's even older. Mm-hmm. Taking all those and heavy then shots. And think about the, the K one and Pride days. Yes. The dude. He. The sad part is though that he needs the money, so he's going to keep fighting. Like Mark, if you just like percentage of power. I mean, that sounds like the most made-up thing of all time. Mark Hunt has probably taken more power to the head than anybody else in the history of MMA. Yeah, probably. Uh, as far as his last few fights, he lost Ole- Alexi Olenek, obviously. Lost to Curtis Blades. Um, beat Derek Lewis. Lost to Alistair Overeem. Beat Frank Mir, Antonio Silva. Then you go back to that Stipe fight where he took a fucking beating. Most significant strikes in the history of an MMA fight or whatever it was. That was a, that was hard to watch. That he's was a, really hard. He's not a UFC fighter anymore. Uh, somebody, who was it? Hold on. That's in my notes. Uh, Gokan Saki said he's opening to fighting, open to fighting Mark Hunt on that UFC Adelaide card. I feel like that's a good fight for Mark Hunt because Saki's like he's not a heavyweight. His chin is questionable. I feel like that's an, and he's not that experienced in MMA, so I feel like that's okay. But outside of that, I don't really want Mark Hunt fighting top UFC guys anymore. Let him go to Japan or wherever he's going to go. Are you still a fan? Yeah, I like Mark Hunt. I because you used to be a big Mark Hunt guy. It's just it's hard to like a guy who's not winning that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially in MMA, because mm-hmm. it's not like a sports team where you can just write and it out. With his them. last few fights have been like these lower level FS1 cards or fight pass cards. He's not fighting in big fights anymore. He's, he's not like I said. He's not winning. It's just hard. And what made you a fan? I assume is just his knockout power, which he his is power. Knocking people out I mean, anymore. he's a short chubby guy, which is hilarious. <laughs> the, the fight with I mean, the fight with Bigfoot was like. That was I was already a big fan of MMA at that point, but that was like the. I don't that was know, a christening moment for me. It was a very big, like point in my UFC fandom where that fight like hooked me for life. You know what I mean? Like I'll forever be an MMA fan, and a big part of that is because of that first Mark Hunt Bigfoot fight. Like I have fucking chills thinking about that fight. 
that's like that, my that ties me into the religion of MMA. That's my like that is the fight that made me an MMA fan forever. Like if I keep talking about that fight, I might tear up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's really intense. So Fuji is I think the most emotional out of the without, bunch. Without question. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in a fucking 60-second Instagram video the other day. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, it was a 9-11 thing, though, so I kind of get a pass on that one. Uh. Um, but yeah, Mark Hunt, like, no matter what happens, he'll always be so, so closely tied to my MMA fandom that he'll always have a place in my heart, I guess you could say. Wow. Yeah. That was really Mark Hunt will always have Good a place stuff. in my heart. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I say some dumb shit on the show sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of fucking people who maybe shouldn't be around anymore, how about Golden Boy Promotions officially announcing Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz 3 for November in Los Angeles? Speaking of dumb fucking Oscar De La Hoya shit, how about this one? That's awful. And then he also said that he might run for president. That's a whole other thing. Did he really? Was he he born here? Huh? Was Oscar De La Hoya born here? I... Or were you talking about Tito? Who said this? I think it was Oscar De La Hoya. Oh my god, that guy. He is a fucking trip. Um, but yeah, this fight, I mean, ob- we've talked about it on the show already, but obviously this Chuck Tito fight should not be happening. I'm fine with Tito fighting. Chuck Chuck Liddell does not belong in a fucking octagon in 2018, or a cage in 2018. Thoughts, comments, yeah. questions, concerns? I, I want, we've talked about this multiple times. It's just not Chuck... I feel bad for him because he probably needs the money. He does, and that's the sad. I mean, his fucking his UFC salary went up his nose, unfortunately. So like, it's sad that it's he got himself to this point where he has to do this, and it's going to yeah affect him in his older age. He's already slurring his words. He looks terrible. It's not a good look for Chuck Liddell to be fighting. Yeah. So then I do have a question: How many buys does it get? Is it pay per view? Yeah. What do we know? Price, price point. Uh, let me see if I can find it. And, but and the place. date. And also, it could. I don't know how much this would affect his legacy. Obviously, if I was a fighter, that, that's kind of a like that's kind of a good talking point. Like this far after his prime, and this goes for anybody. Like, does this affect his? What are you doing? Does this affect his legacy as the Iceman? You know what I mean? It's so long mm-hmm. after his career. Does it really matter in terms of that anymore? But. I'm talking. I'm just even talking from like me being an athlete's perspective. Like, even if I retired, or if, even if I did not retire, <laughs> and I'm coming back, and it's like a trilogy, I'm gonna want to win. I'm never gonna want to lose. Even if, I don't care if it's been a long layoff or not. It's, it, I feel like it would diminish like my legacy. If Chuck Liddell wins this fight, it's a legitimately impressive win because Tito Ortiz is still an athlete. Chuck Liddell is not. Yeah. If Chuck Liddell pulls this off and wins, I, it's a legitimately impressive win, no matter the circumstances. Did you um, find the price? There point? isn't a price point set, but uh, it's scheduled for November 24th. It did say it's likely to be under the UFC price. Chuck, I read earlier, said he would be thrilled if it did 300000 but he's thinking more towards one fifty to two. I was thinking around... If, if it's a low price, like $30-ish... I could see mm-hmm. it doing two fifty. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I I see it doing uh if more it's, like one fifty to it's two fifty dollars. I don't maybe a hundred thousand maybe, maybe. And that like that's like my weird hobby is sports business and ratings and buy rates and all that stuff. I just like people aren't. 
people will buy it for the nostalgia factor and everything. It's just like, but people also aren't stupid. They know what the fight is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially those that would get it because uh, if it's 50 bucks, there's going to be a lot more streamers and buyers. Like the majority of the four and a half million people who paid $100 to see Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, they knew what the fight was going to be. They knew Conor McGregor was going to lose, but they were willing to pay it because of the circumstances. These are very, mm -hmm. very, 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 very different circumstances for a novelty fight. Exactly right. So, but it's ugh. it's more sad than anything that this fight has happened. It's very sad. And I'm sure most people's opinions are very different. I think a lot of people definitely would like to see this. Really? I, I mean, I am so. interested. I don't know. I don't want to see it though. Do you know what I mean? I think people like it's just how it is. Like especially older MMA fans, not the younger ones. Like I don't know. I just feel like there's people out there that's like. This reminds me of back of my, you know. I sense. feel like the more, the just bleed MMA fans, the stand and bang MMA fans. I feel like they're more likely to be all about this than like MMA Twitter. I think most of MMA Twitter doesn't like it, but then there's the people that were that watched it in that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. It kind of fell off right. because it got it turned into the WWE or whatever. Right. Which, I get mean, out of here with that. Nonsense. Everybody, this is like if fucking wrestlemania was stone cold steve austin and hulk hogan in 2018 i mean exactly it's just it's a nostalgia play all the way but this is more real because they're punching each other in the fucking head exactly um i was gonna make another point i don't know if i can remember what it was somebody talk so what do you want this how do you want this fight to end up like who wins you quick i mean i mean quick. i i kind of want it to go to decision because i feel bad whoever gets knocked fight. i want chuck to win i'm fully putting that out there I don't like Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Um, but would you... I, I mean... I don't know if I want to see Tito get knocked out either. How old is Tito, Bryce? I'm pretty old. But if he's in... <laughs> like you were just saying, he's in less bad of a shape, so I feel like it would be less yeah. bad to see I him mean, getting knocked out than Tito, Tito fought, than Tito beat Chael Sonnen like a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's... Fought, 43. He's beaten legitimate MMA talent relatively recently. Say what you want about Chael Sonnen. I mean, Chael Sonnen is a legit MMA fighter. Um... And Tito beat him, like I said, like a year ago. Chuck hasn't fought in forever. It's, I don't, I do, I don't see it any well ending well for Chuck Liddell, unfortunately. Freaking Chuck Liddell is forty eight. Mm. He'll be forty nine in December. Oh my gosh! What are the Dude. odds going to be? Ooh, I wonder if there's a without looking. Bryce, look up the opening odds. I don't, I'm, I don't know why I'm making you research guy. I apologize, but you're quicker <laughs> at it than I am. So I'm going to guess that Tito is like minus two seventy something. Um, hold on. Okay. Dude, dude. <laughs> You're close. You're close. He's opening as a minus two forty. Okay, that makes sense. And then Liddell's at plus one ninety. Damn, I should be a handicapper. I think though that that is uh, a lot closer odds than I would have given it. I'd have given. Uh, Tito was minus three hundred. They can't get, do anything too crazy because it is such an X factor. It's like Tito or Chuck did win before, and they haven't fought in forever. Chuck hasn't fought in forever. You don't know what kind of shape they're going to be in when they come into the fight. And Tito's a dumb dumb, so all that factors in. <laughs> and they're kind. Of, they also want people to put some money on both ends. You know what I mean? If they make Tito a minus three hundred favorite, who? How many people are going to bet on Tito minus three hundred? You know what I mean? Because Vegas is a business, even though it is setting odds. Yeah. Um, so, a little more legitimate MMA. Um, it sounds like we're close to getting TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo. Let's go. What are your two thoughts on that at being the next fight for each other? Two thoughts, two Let words. Me... Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's, I like let's that. Let's go. But let's talk about Henry Cejudo losing his belt. Yeah. What a dumb dumb. Losing, he lost <laughs> he his belt. Was uh, he went to UFC Moscow because you know they always have fighters there to sit ringside or whatever, make appearances during the fight week. He just lost his belt on the plane, apparently. Yeah. It's like somebody definitely took that belt, right? Some fucking Russian guy opened up his bag and was like, oh, shit, I'm keeping this. Exactly right. Like, that's definitely what happened. Some TSA guy or TSA or whatever Russia's weird airport security is, quote-unquote security, is walking around Henry Cejudo's belt right now. That's the dopest. That'd be such a power move to just steal a UFC belt. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on Putin's desk right now, honestly. <laughs> hey, it might be. Uh, but uh, talking about the fight, though, I'm kind of happy about it because truly, I can't say that there's a clear number one guy for TJ right now. Although, it does, I would, I wish Mighty Mouse would have uh, fought Cejudo mm-hmm. because if I assume this fight happens at 135. Yeah, or definitely. is Dillashaw talking about no, going down? I don't see any scenario where TJ goes to one twenty five. I don't know if he can make one twenty five. I know he was trying to for. Uh, I maybe I maybe good. I don't want to say he definitely can't, but I would be shocked if he made one twenty five. Yeah, so I think at one thirty five, it's definitely interesting because, I mean, the biggest factor is going to be if Cejudo can close the distance and really do anything, because. TJ's a different monster on the feet than uh, Mighty Mouse. I mean, he's definitely one of the most put together, but he's got a much more predictable uh, stand-up style. Yeah, and it's you also you get the same Cejudo that just had like the best performance of his life. Do you get two fights of that in a row from Cejudo, or do you get the Cejudo that was like against right, uh, DJ One? Or right. yeah, or the Sergio fight where he just was like he controlled the whole fight, but it was just a very man performance, like. We've seen two very different Henry Cejudos, and I don't know how, like, the last fight was peak Henry Cejudo. Does he, can he sustain that for another fight against another champion who's arguably better than the one he beat? Arguably. I'm not saying he is. Everybody calm down. Now, as far as... But I, I think TJ wins if you're trying to even get in at that. I think TJ beats Cejudo. If I didn't... Talk. That one, yeah. I And I don't even feel like the... I don't feel like the Cejudo going up is a that big of a disadvantage for him i feel like he's like a stockier uh flyweight so i don't feel like 135 is like a crazy step up for him i just feel mm-hmm. like tj has the tools to beat a henry cejudo and he's he's good on weight cuts and everything mm-hmm. else that outside of the fighting and like you said like, the last henry cejudo fight was peak henry cejudo can he do that again we don't know because he hasn't put it together before yeah he has no title defenses so you don't know if that's mm-hmm. gonna if that's even repeatable and uh, he won the biggest fight of his career in his last fight this would be an even bigger fight yeah because he'd go from champ to champ champ so as far as this being the fight to make i would still i'm i think i would still rather see henry cejudo mighty mouse too i think mighty mouse earned it over his career um and i think i don't know i I'm not going to go as far to say as it's a more intriguing fight. I just think Cejudo, Mighty Mouse 2 would be the fight to make there and then have TJ fight Dom or or even have him wait for the winner of Mighty Mouse, Cejudo. I just think Mighty Mouse deserves a rematch. I, I, I agree, but I, I'm like, also... I, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I also just kind of want a fight to happen, so I'm glad they're right. scheduling something rather than waiting. It's like, what do you do with Mighty Mouse if Cejudo's going to fight TJ? Is Mighty Mouse He's probably willing? just going to wait. Right. If it's at 135, if Cejudo loses to TJ, man, that deflates that rematch. Yeah. That's 
kind of my thought because right now they're gonna be at peak selling for Cejudo and Mighty Mouse. So they'll both be at their pay per view peaks. What would be a bigger fight, Cejudo versus TJ right now, or Mighty Mouse comes back, wins the belt from Cejudo, then he fights TJ and say TJ beats like Marice in that same time? What's a bigger fight, TJ DJ? Yeah, without a doubt. Even though I feel know. like DJ's a bigger name, just because he's been. A lot around a lot, longer. and I've like UFC a lot of t- like especially lately they seem to be on the more short term than they are thinking long term. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having GSP fight for the middleweight title, scheduling this fight now instead of waiting to see what happens at flyweight. Like if Cejudo beats DJ, he's one of the biggest fighters in the UFC all of a sudden, and then you do Cejudo versus TJ. Yeah, I, I just I think that a rematch should happen, but if it doesn't, I'm not really surprised because. I think TJ and Cejudo like to stay active, and this is a good way to do that right. without a clear 135 mm-hmm. uh, contender. And I don't know if Mighty Mouse is just taking time off because didn't he like have a kid or is he about to or something? Yeah, he's always popping out kids. That's what Mighty Mouse yeah. does. He lays the pipe kids. <laughs> uh, very Mighty Mouse. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> um. And the thing is, Cejudo is like really young too. So if Mighty Mouse is willing to stick around in his career, there's plenty of time for that fight to happen too. So I, I'm trust me, I'm plenty excited for Cejudo TJ if it does happen. Make your predictions and also the way of victory. Go. TJ wins. Also round if there's a finish. I think TJ probably wins a decision. I think decision too. I don't think he knocked him out. TJ knockout third round. Then again. Mighty Mouse knocked out Sudo in the first fight. Yeah, and mm. TJ's got legit power. I think it's more likely to be a TJ win by decision than anything, though. It, it, to me, the biggest thing is how his wrestling fares against yeah. a smaller guy, even though he's an Olympic gold medalist. Even though I don't think that that jump up would be a huge like difference for Sudo, you don't know this like the strength difference in from that in that jump from one twenty five to one thirty five. So. Yeah, because his takedown defense, TJ's takedown defense is shown yeah. to be pretty good at yeah, bantamweight. I, I don't have any doubts in uh, TJ's wrestling ability, but Suhudo is an Olympic gold medalist. So, yeah. Um, another fight got announced: BJ Penn versus Ryan Hall. <laughs> I don't want to see BJ Penn fighting in 2018, but if he has to fight, a, ju- a pure jujitsu guy is the ideal fight for him. I don't care. One hundred percent agree. Right, yeah, Brendan. Brendan. I. Brendan came in too late to be on the BJ Penn train, so his interest in BJ Penn is like totally basement level, and I can't blame him because the BJ Penn he's seen as an an active MMA fan has not been a good BJ Penn. It's been awful, but I came in right at the end for BJ Penn, mm-hmm. I, and he was my favorite fighter until Ronda Rousey came around. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the two that I knew. I knew him and GSP. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is, I just, I guess Ryan Hall's not fought in like two years, so that also helps. But mm-hmm. BJ Penn, buddy, just and, retire and train people. And his last fight was against Gray Maynard. It was like a weird, like, <clears throat> Ryan Hall was trying to do jujitsu while Gray Maynard had no interest in that bullshit. So Hall just kind of won because he was trying to do something and Gray Maynard couldn't really do anything about what Hall was trying to do, even though Hall wasn't that effective. It was just a weird fight. And, Mm -hmm. like, BJ is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He has been forever. So maybe he's going to go in there and roll with Ryan Hall. I don't know how it it turns. I don't know his game plan, 
not that, BJ Penn by sub, baby. Not that BJ's had the best game plans as of late. And we talked, like, Brendan brought up the legacy part on for Chuck Liddell. BJ Penn, his, the, his modern MMA career has very much, like, changed my opinion of his UFC prime. Like, I go back and look at those fights now. It's like, this, but look what happens later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't look at those fights the same as I would have if I was watching them live at the time. I, right. I think that uh, if that would go for anyone that sticks around past our prime. Like, if GSP would fight, like, a killer and fought, like, uh, Boricina, mm-hmm. I don't recommend this um, <laughs> UFC. Please don't. I'd be <laughs> sad. But I think that if he would get, like, starched by somebody, it would call into question his entire career, when really it's just a guy past his prime. BJ, so I think, go ahead, sorry. I think his prime is his prime, but at the same time, he was at a different point in MMA. MMA is very different now than yeah, for sure. he was at his best. For sure, and I'm not arguing that. It's just when I look at it, it's like, you know what comes later, and it just, I don't know. It makes me feel different when I watch it. Um. But BJ, I know you listen to the show. You're a big fan, of course, obviously. Why wouldn't you be? So just retire after this one, bro. You can do it. Just train people. Win it for the island. How about Brother Max? And help him do it for yeah. the island. Win this one for the island, brother. And then you retire. Call it a career. Let's just do that, BJ. Um, you brought up Max. I was going to save this. No, I'm going to save this for the end. Um, Joanna says she received an offer to fight Valentina. We talked about it pretty lengthily last week, so we don't really have to get into it deep. But I'm fine with that fight at 125 for the vacant belt. Me too. Um, Me three. Johnny Hendricks. We, he was brought up earlier. No, that wasn't on the show. That was before. Yeah, we talked about Johnny. Yeah, we did talk on about the show? Johnny. Briefly. Oh, yeah. Him oh, and GSP. was it? Yeah. Him and GSP, because I said the boxing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Are you bringing up the news? Or No, I don't even send this to you. We also, not even just, not even, this, I don't know why I'm saying this, but not even talking about boxing, about GSP's <laughs> face and him and Hendricks, but we also said... We have to talk about Johnny because the picks last year. Yeah, that was before the show. Ago. That's was first year. Well, that first was year. The show. Yeah. Um, he threw me off. Oh, Johnny Hendricks. He is fighting former Bellator prospect Brennan Ward in a bare knuckle boxing fight. <laughs> Brennan's reaction is we just lost viewers because of your awful laugh, both of you. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> like this, what a move by Johnny Hendricks. He retires from MMA, keeps keeps getting his fucking ass knocked out. Now he's gonna fight bare knuckle boxing. Johnny Hendricks is a stupid ass, and he always has been. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just wonder what weight, what like how this works, like a weight. Because he's a big boy, well, and he's fighting a former welterweight. Well, Hendricks was a former welterweight, though. Why well, he wasn't? Yeah, I know. But that is career, right? I'm. I feel like Brendan Ward. I liked Brendan Ward at Bellator. I think he's retired from MMA. I don't know what's going on with him. I liked Brendan Ward a lot when he was on the come up, and he had some ugly losses. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, what a weird move by Johnny Hendricks. Go Brendan Ward because <clears throat> even though Johnny Hendricks won me the first uh, inaugural Untitled MMA Picks Award, shout out to me. He stinks. He does. Stink. Yeah, since he lost me the inaugural whatever whatever <laughs> championship of the Untitled Voter Picks. Um, fuck that guy. I hope he gets knocked out. I hope a tooth just like comes dislodged and his face comes more fucked up. 
Damn. Did you oh. say a tube comes dislodged? Tooth. Was that? Oh. It got dark for a second there, though. <laughs> yeah, it did. And then another fight I'm looking forward to very much. Um, oh, damn. I forgot we were doing picks, too. Shit. Um, Cyborg called Amanda Nunes a Criante. Is that how you would pronounce that? Criante, Criante. I'm not sure. Um, it's a Brazilian word that means... This is Cyborg's quote. It's a Brazilian word that means traitor. I think it's embarrassing that the UFC made Amanda the first female Brazilian champion. And instead of representing Brazil when she fights, she calls herself American Top Team. She disrespects Brazilian MMA fans every time she walks into the cage as part of American Top Team. Fight her, it will be for everyone in Brazil, and it will be... I will be able to... What? It will be to teach Nunes a lesson about respect. Settle I, down, I, Settle I down Cyborg. What are you talking about, lady? I hate people that... She's trying that... to sell a fight, man. Like, American Top Team is the best MMA team in the world right now. Amanda Nunes is there to better herself as a fighter in her career. And you have a problem with the name of the team she's fighting for because it's not Brazilian. Settle the fuck down, Cyborg. I think her point is the fact that she's not saying that she's Brazilian, but rather only a member of American Top Team. That's how she recognizes herself. I think that's what that's how I read it. Is she that though? She, is like, she considering... walks she walks out with a Brazilian flag and she like painted her face up with the Brazilian flag colors or was that like I don't know. I got nothing besides that. She's trying to sell a fight. I got uh excited when I read it. Go Cyborg. Cyborg says some weird shit sometimes. I want Nunes to win. I want Nunes to win too. Yeah, fuck what? Cyborg. Nunes. Yeah. What Nunes? Yeah, buddy. Wow. Yeah, buddy. That's- I'm all, I'm all about the upsets. Yeah, I'm. This is 2018. Love wins, and I'm rooting for Amanda Nunes. Love does win, but <laughs> golf crazy. Why do you want Cyborg to win? I like Cyborg. I, like, I don't know why. I, you got, I like Cyborg too, but I like Nunes. I don't like Nunes that much. I mean, she's good, but it's not like I'm a fan of Amanda Nunes. Bigot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got called one out that long ago, so I had to throw it out there too. What was this? When Brennan said I don't like black people. <laughs> you got called the what? When you said I don't like black people. So what, what was the word that you called him? A bigot? What's a bigot? A person who hates groups of people. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry for sniffling in the mic. That was gross. <laughs> I apologize to everybody for that. Uh, we can go ahead and make our picks for USC Sao Paulo, and then I want to get into one more thing before we close it out. Um, we're picking four fights from this weekend's card. FS1, I assume? Uh, pretty sure. Um, first fight we're picking is Henan Barrow and Andre Ewell. Ewell. Um, Andre is making his UFC debut. The odds are pretty close. I was surprised at what they are because it is his UFC debut, and he's mm-hmm. fighting former champion Henan Barrow, but we've seen what Henan Barrow is lately. Um, I, Lord knows I lean towards experience, especially top-tier experience, when making my picks, and I don't think this time is going to be any different. Ewell making his UFC debut, and he's fighting a former champion. I know what... Barrow has become, but he's still fought the best in the world for a long time. Now he's fighting a guy making his UFC debut, and it's in Brazil. So I'm going to pick Henan Barrow. Apparently, there's something about Andre Ewell that I don't know, but I'm going to pick Henan Barrow in this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm leaning with you on the experienced fighting part. And even though his last two fights in uh, the return to Bantamweight uh, has been come by losses, obviously, like you said, he fought at the championship level compared to a dude that's getting introduced to the UFC. So definitely have Burrell. I have Andre Ewell. I look. I was looking uh, through like their histories. Ewell. I mean, he's a regional guy. What, what, what did he fight at? Um, 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 why is it not showing me? 
CES Which and is LFA. Like, CES is arguably the premier like East Coast MMA organization. So it's not like it's not like he was fighting in fucking high school gyms or anything. But yeah, it, it is still his UFC UFC debut, and it's a very big step up in competition. And I mean, he's ranked in the like top. 10 of pretty much all of his regions, mm-hmm. 27 in the country mm-hmm. for pro bantamweights, whereas uh, Hennon Brown's lost four of his last five. Right. Again, and his most recent was against Brian Kelleher, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, yeah, he, and his only win was against Felipe Nover, who is a yeah, bum. Right. So, I mean, for those reasons, uh, UL has got a four fight finish streak going right now. I think that he's just going to beat down uh, Hennenbrow, and hopefully then he steps away. Is this the last UFC's fight for Hennenbrow if he doesn't win? Uh, that only dep- I think he'll finish out his contract, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he loses this, I think there's no coming back, and he'll end up either in Bellator or, honestly, maybe he'll just fight in like Brazil. I don't think he'll be done because he's kind of young still, I feel like. It's been a depressing fall for Hennenbrow. Um, oh, for sure. He's only 31. He should be in his fighting prime right now, but yeah. he stinks. TJ broke his fucking head. Yeah, he did. The next fight we're picking, Sam Alvey is fighting Lil Nog, Antonio Algerio, Noguera, Minotaro, uh, the man with eight names. Um, the man with eight names. Now, Noguera, I'm, we just talked about how I lean towards experience in my picks. Noguera's been around for a long time, but buddy, he looks like a fucking robot when he's fighting in the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's fighting Sam Alvey, who's on the... I, well, I don't know if he's on the come-up, but he is uh, making a name for himself in the UFC, I guess I should say. He lost two of three at middleweight. His win was against Rashad Evans. So not the most impressive three-fight streak there for uh, Sam Alvey. Since his jump up to light heavyweight, he's won two. Not against the most impressive names, but Minotaro Noguera is not the most impressive names in 2018 either. If you look at Noguera's recent history... Let me pull it up here. Oh, shit. I got off his last, I got it. Uh, his last actual fight was in 2016 where he got beat bad by Ryan Bader. And then he got he tried to fight in Ju- June of 2017, but he got hurt. Then he tried to fight in December of 2017, but then he got flagged for a potential USADA violation. I don't think anything ended up coming of that, but this is a guy that hasn't uh, fought since... November of 2016, and has it won since May of that year. And it'll only be his one, two, three, fourth fight since 2014. Um, now, granted, his last three losses are to Ryan Bader, Shogun Hua, and Rumble Johnson. Very, very impressive losses. But he's looked very, very bad in those losses. So I have a hard time picking against Sam Alvey here. He's a big betting favorite for a reason. So I think Sam Alvey wins this fight. I will obviously go into less depth. He's on a two-fight winning streak. I expect to win out of Sam Alvey. I also have Sam Alvey. John Vellante is legit, regardless of what you say. At light heavyweight, that's a pretty legitimate win. Especially at, I mean, if you survive an onslaught from John Vellante, which I'm pretty sure he did, um, I think that he's probably going to knock out Noguera. And I it, that's going to make me a little sad, but not very, because I don't have a... Um, strong allegiance to him. There's a word. Um, the co-main event of the evening. I assume that this guy is filling in for somebody else because there's no way they just put him in a co-main event. Um, but Carlo Petersoli, Peter Soli, 
Petter Sali, whatever it may be, is fighting certified untitled MMA favorite. Not the favorite, but a favorite. And Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, this is the co-main event, like I said. Alex Oliveira is also a big favorite. I think this is only um, um, Carlo's second UFC fight. I think Alex Oliveira wins this fight everywhere. I think he wins it easily. Um, Cowboy, my guy, going to do the thing, win the co-main event. Fun fact, before we Brendan makes his pick, it always has to be brought up when Alex, Colli- Alba- Alex Cowboy Oliveira is brought up. He has, what is it, four kids? I, I think it's three. Three. He has three kids from three different women who all live on the same street, and two <laughs> of the kids were born in the same hospital on the same day. Alex Cowboy Oliveira is a fucking treasure. Also a banger of a walkout song. Brendan, make your pick. I have Alex Oliveira. He's scrappy. He's very um, physical. He knocks dudes the fuck out. I'm not saying he's going to knock uh, his opponent out this time, but I expect to win. Hopefully throwing some power punches, maybe uh, wobble him. Not the word I'm looking for. I couldn't think of a word. Finish uh, him? Not finish him. Uh, drop him a few times. Not necessarily going for the finish, but go ahead, Bryce. I have Alex Oliveira. He's probably going to uh, win by finish. Uh, he's going to drop him, and then he's going to uh, drop hammers on his face. And uh, he's going to have a banger of a walkout song. It's on my playlist. So this is the fourth iteration of this main event, correct? Yeah, third. Third? Okay. So Eric Anders is just now stepping in on short notice, filling in for Jimmy Manoa. Uh, to fight Tiago Santos. So it's Eric Anders versus Tiago Santos when the original fight was... Uh, Glover and Glo- uh, yeah. Jimmy Manuel. Glover and Jimmy Manuel was the original main event. Santos replaced Glover. Uh, Manuel ended up dropping out, so Anders replaced Manuel. It's Anders versus Santos for the Sao Paulo main event. What? Uh, two middleweight fighting at light heavyweight because yeah. short uh, substitutions. Eric Anders' last main event, he looked very bad. Um, he lost to Leota Machida, yes? Yeah, he did, but I thought he won that fight. Either way. I thought he won it clearly. Either way, I, it was not an impressive performance, and he did not do what he should have done against Leota Machida in 2018. Exactly. So, uh, Tiago Santos, I think I may overrate him a little bit. I think he's looked excellent in recent history. Uh, m- maybe the most, like biggest uptick of any guy that shouldn't be having an uptick in 2018 is Thiago Santos. He's on a hell of a streak. I think he continues here. I think he puts away an an unimpressive Eric Anders and wins this main event and continues this nice little streak that he's on. So before we, before you move on, sorry, uh, Eric Anders last fought Tim Williams, who he uh, won by head kick in the third round. Okay. I remember that now. That was recent. That was only a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Yeah. I have Tiago Santos, better fighter. He's no, never mind. But he's the better fighter. Expect him to win. Boom, bada bang. <laughs> I also have Tiago Santos. I think that everything Eric Anders does, which is essentially being a pretty athletic guy that can hit hard and can grapple somewhat, Santos is better at because he's bigger. I think he hits harder, and I'm pretty sure he has a legit. Uh, BJJ background, whereas Anders is still obviously learning. This may may sound weird, but I don't even know what Anders' body type is. Like Santos is he's built. a former uh, Alabama 
defensive line? I think he was a, a linebacker. Oh, yeah. So he's got the chubby side to him. No, he's like no, he's, he's a ripped guy. Oh, ripped. Yeah. He's I mean, very, that's very, how Santos says he's pretty built. Yeah, he's a very athletic middleweight, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I heard Bryce say athletic, but mm-hmm. I don't know why he got fat. Yeah. I forgot about Football that. player, yada, yada. Um, so the, uh, kind of a hypothetical I wanted to get into that I saw on Reddit this morning. Should Max Holloway not make this fight at UFC 31 against Brian Ortega? Should he be stripped of the featherweight championship of the world? For what? Because, let me pull up his topology real quick, which is the best fucking... If you're still using SureDog in 2018, get your life together because Tapology. If you lame. use anything besides Tapology, you're a bum. And like they're not paying bum. us to say this or anything. Tapology is legitimately the shit. Yeah, I just get on Tapology at breaks on work and just scroll through shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I use Wikipedia still. <laughs> yeah, well, I I would use Wikipedia over SureDog any day of the week. Because mm-hmm. at least you can pull up all, like some decent uh, and, stat breakdowns. And maybe SureDog's fucking desktop site is okay. Their uh, mobile site is hot garbage. Their uh, desktop isn't a whole lot better. I would opinion. use Tapology, then probably Wikipedia, then UFC.com, then a fucking book from 1998, and then SureDog. <laughs> um, so, his last three scheduled fights. He was supposed to fight Frankie Edgar on 8-3. Holloway had to pull out due to a leg injury. He was supposed to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov, filling in on short notice on 4-7. He pulled out because his weight cut was deemed unsafe by the New York State Athletic Commission. But he he didn't pull out. He was supposed to fight Brian Ortega on July 7th. He couldn't make the fight because of concussion-like symptoms, and we still don't know what's wrong with him there. He has not fought since uh, December 2nd of 2017. If he makes this fight, it will be on December 8th of 2018. So if he were to pull out, it would be at least a year and probably three months before he last defended his title. I see the argument that he should be stripped, but do you think he should be? No, because the Khabib thing, they asked him to come in at short notice to become the champ champ. He would have beaten that Khabib that night. I will say it until I die. And that I don't hold that against him because he didn't even pull out. He said he was going to make it. But New York decided no. And the weird concussion thing, he also didn't pull out. That was a UFC saying, yeah, you're not going to fight, which is smart. But I don't think that he should be stripped. I agree with everything that Bryce said. And I'm also not all about wait, – wait, 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 Ortega would get the title then, obviously. Or they're just being in a shot. Yeah. He would get the shot. Ortega would probably fight – I don't know who would Frankie he fight one for. No, he just knocked out Frankie Edgar. Probably all, all right, just to say what I was saying, I don't want more interim titles either. So for yeah, that, absolutely for that reason, I also don't want it. Well, I, obviously, I would want it if they're silver, like we discussed before. But now, nah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that was also gross. Um, I do not think Max Holloway should be stripped if he does not make this fight. But I am fully admitting my bias because I love Max Holloway. He's probably my favorite active fighter. He's our collective favorite fighter as a group. So I'm admitting my bias for Max Holloway. I don't think he should be stripped, but I don't know if that's me talking or if that's my bias talking because it happens a lot. I talk myself into a lot of things. I just don't think he should because, I mean, he's a company man as uh, as much of a company man as they come. But I definitely see the argument, though, because if it was who's the champion I don't like, help. Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. Okay. If Tyron Woodley didn't defend his belt for 15 to 
18 months, I would say fucking get the belt off this guy. But since it, it's Max Holloway and I want him to be champion, I don't know if I'm thinking from a different place. You know what I mean? To be fair, the UFC slapped on an interim title when uh, Woodley was going to be ready to go in a month. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just thought it was an interesting topic of discussion. I've, yeah, I agree, but it, I just don't think he should because the Khabib thing isn't on him, and I don't know what the concussion thing was. How crazy is it that Max Holloway and Brian Ortega is, like, on the board for future fights right now, and I'm not even thinking about that because I'm so excited for Connor and Khabib in three weeks? Dude, you and I both. I get goosebumps when I wake up thinking about it. I'm so excited for that i don't know if i've ever been more excited for an mma fight uh, connor I'll, khabib i'm talking about uh, aldo did connor? You say about connor and khabib he said he said all he said uh, uh, aldo oh i don't i yeah. think i'm more excited for connor khabib i it may be like because we're in it right now but i just feel like that's the case i feel like this is probably my second or third behind connor aldo and diaz and anderson oh yeah, revisionist history kind of takes away from that one, but I was also very fucking juiced up for that fight before it happened. Those fucking mm-hmm. those promos that it's those Bitsy promos, Spider promo was unbelievable. Spider, that was definitely the best Spider. promo that they've done. And they don't. I feel like I don't see those anymore. Yeah, they need to do those for like for Connor or for every other big fight. Like, like the first Jones DC had a great uh, promo. I feel like the Weidman Anderson two ones were great. They, I don't feel like we see those anymore. Why don't they do promos? Promos are no, awesome. So, I mean, they do them. It's just like every UFC pay-per-view it, promo is cut and paste. Everything's the same. It's always the same thing. Yeah. They change no. up the color scheme in the song, but it's just yeah. highlights of the champion. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Uh, they, oh! A couple knockouts screaming. <laughs> Which is not That's what it. it should be. It should be like the Spire. That Itsy Bitsy Spire one was so fucking good. You have to be creative. It has to be different every time for every like pay-per-view or every big fight that's about to happen. I'm, we're, in the trust, awesome. we're in the trust tree right now on the Untitled MMA podcast. I'm going to admit something right now. Sometimes I lay in bed. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I put headphones in. And I play like a song that I think would be good for an MMA promo, and I just picture the promo in my head. <laughs> and you like know, walkouts that, and shit that, too. I mean, I definitely when I hear songs, sometimes I'm like, this would be a heck of a walkout song. But I've, I haven't thought of promos. And but w- I will say though, the UFC's promos have really dipped, especially since uh, like if you go I on, never see them. If you go on YouTube or Instagram or something and look up like UFC hype videos, UFC promos, people do unbelievable work without the fucking rights to the videos. Imagine if they had access to UFC's library and could do that shit. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to just they need to either just like the po- send it to third party or mm-hmm. something. Just like their weak ass posters. Like Boss Logic does unbelievable shit on Twitter and UFC just doesn't use it. Yeah, he only he has done work for them recently, but mm-hmm. not nearly enough. Yeah, like every pay per view poster, more or less, should be Boss Logic. Yes, he's so good. Sometimes he does shit that I think is a little corny, but it's like way better than the generic shit that the UFC does. UFC's new thing is one guy has a really big head in the background, and then the other full body person is like really little in front of him. That's the UFC's new shit. Yeah, the when they first did it though, leading up to that Conor RDA fight, I was. Ooh, UFC 200 had a good promo. That was the one where Brock Lesnar showed up at the end. Yeah. And like when Connor was supposed to fight 
Dos Anjos. I feel like that was a really good promo. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Aldo Connor one too, where they're walking down the strip in Vegas. That was really good. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty good, but it just doesn't touch the itsy bitsy spider. And also, I can't wait for it to get off Fox because if I think it'd be seen so much more for me and other people if like ESPN promotes this rather than like seeing mm-hmm. the promos on ESPN. I feel like that'd be seen so much more. Yeah, widely. the more the closer we get to that ESPN move, I get more and more excited from it because I think ESPN just has the resources and it's sports all the time. It's a bigger network than uh, Fox Sports One. I feel like the UFC just is going to have a better home on ESPN overall. Yeah, I just hope that they don't hide like really good fights on uh, Fox or ESPN Plus, not Fox. And it seemed like if we're it's if they're doing ten, isn't that what it was? Ten ESPN true ESPN cards a year. I think that's what it. If you they had said, yeah. if they do ten Fox quality cards on ESPN every year, that's going to be unbelievable. In addition to pay per views. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the ESPN move. This is sports business Buju coming out right now, but I love that shit. <laughs> sports business price is uh, on the rise. Because I feel like ESPN doesn't even talk about it enough. Like on Sports Center, mm-hmm. like they rarely have like stuff about MMA. And it's because they don't have the rights to it right now. Like if you turn on ESPN, all they talk about is the big three sports because it's the sports that get shown on ESPN. You know what I mean? It's football, basketball, mm-hmm. and baseball. They don't like, talk about hockey because they don't show hockey on ESPN. They don't talk about soccer because they don't show soccer on ESPN. The only thing I can imagine about Sports Center is maybe sometimes after the fights they'll go over mm-hmm. it very briefly. Right. Or I remember one time. Or if a big Dana fight, and big Connor fights, were side yeah, by side. Big talking. fight coming up, right? Because somebody pulled or something. Right. I think that was when Aldo and then Mendez yeah, maybe because yeah. he was yeah. wearing like a Hawaiian he shirt. Said he said he woke up. Uh, someone woke him up. He said it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Yeah, they're we're all right the same. I I've, oh, I fucking jumped I off. I jumped guys. off the Conor McGregor train a while back, but like that's one of those things that just makes you like so excited. Or, this sounds like the most fanboy shit of all time, but it's just happy that Conor McGregor is in MMA. But yeah, and you also have to think, just finding out you're not fighting Jose Aldo anymore. You're fighting Chad Mendes now. He just opens one eye and goes, "They're all the same." And goes back to sleep. That's so fucking gangster. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "Damn!" Like you, you invest so much into it. That's crazy right. just to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. And fucking as a fan, like, I was so bought into, like, fuck, Conor McGregor can beat anybody. He can knock out Brock Lesnar right now. <laughs> like, before the, the first Nate Diaz fight, something happened in the press conference. I was like, oh, Conor hasn't figured out. This shit's over with. It's not even going to be a fight. And then Nate ends up winning. Yeah. There's okay. that. I was, I was like uh, Brendan for a couple years with Anthony Pettisad. All right. We're fucking, we're talking about some weird shit now. So we can go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, you can follow us on social media at Untitled MMA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find everything we do at UntitledMMA.com. Fighter spotlights, fight previews, fight picks. Everything we do is at UntitledMMA.com, including this podcast, which you can also listen to on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, anywhere there's podcasts. This one is there, and you can listen to it, download it, rate, subscribe, whatever you do. Please uh, throw us a bone. And if you do such things, you could win a free Champ Champ shirt, and Bryce is going to tell you exactly how you can do that. All right, so I am going to do this. This You're, is your thing you do, huh? <laughs> This is your thing now. I'm handing this off to you. All right, more responsibility. <laughs> so what you got to do is uh, tweet at us with a hash, hashtag untitled, untitled MMA podcast. Comment on one of our recent Instagram photos with hashtag untitled MMA podcast or leave us a review on iTunes and leave an email in case you are chosen as the winner. People, we're begging you to give you a shirt. You can win a free fucking shirt. Go to the UntitledMMA.com store. Look at this shirt. It's unbelievable. You can win it for it, free. It's, 
It's pretty good. F R E E free. Free. Free 99 minus the 99 because it's just free. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce, what is it? It's a wrap.